Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it, please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. It is a wonderful Wednesday. It is You Better You Bet. It is Nick Costos. It is Ken Barkley, and it is you here with us on the BetQL Network. Simulcast for the next two hours by our friends at Stadium, and it's going to be a badass two hours of wagertainment coming your way. 40 minutes from now, we'll be joined by the host of the NHL on TNT, Liam McHugh, ahead of a badass doubleheader TNT will be running tonight. Flyers, Blackhawks in Chicago, Bruins, Oilers from Edmonton. Liam will talk about both of those games and who's going to win the Stanley Cup this year. Who's going to win the Hart Trophy? All sorts of NHL betting topics coming up with Liam McHugh later this hour on the show. Next hour on the show, we'll be joined by our friend Rick Camp from 4 for 4 and Betsperts. All of Rick's bets for the second half. In quotations, it's like 26 games. But the second half of the NBA season. Ken and I will talk coach of the year in the National Football League. I, I think it's such a fascinating market. Can't wait to dive into it. If we've got some time, uh, we'll talk about teams that that I like to win the Super Bowl next year at the current market prices at our show sponsor, BetMGM. We still have to do a little bit more on college basketball futures as well. That's all coming up over the course of the next two hours. Final hour, Power Hour, will feature all our bets for tonight. But joining us right now to kick off the fun and frivolity here on this wonderful Wednesday on Stadium, the great Colin Wilson from the Action Network and the Big Bets on Campus podcast on Twitter at underscore Colin1. Colin spelled with two L's. It's been a while since we had Colin on the show, and it is always great to welcome him back to You Better You Bet. Colin, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. How the hell are you doing? Thanks for having me, guys. First entering into the Elimination Chamber here. Hope I can start the show off hot. Uh, <laughs> been enjoying my naps and uh, studying up on all three college sports, so I'm ready to go. Yeah, college hoops, Colin, obviously, kind of taking center stage for a lot of people. I know, you know, people like you follow it, obviously, like the whole season, but a lot of us, and it's myself included this year, you parachuting in a little bit the last couple of weeks, especially the last week or so, watching a bunch of games. Nick and I both watched UConn lose to Creighton last night. And Nick, I think, has kind of been on like a quest. We've been trying to figure out who his teams are going to be, I've been trying to figure out who my teams are going to be to bet on to win the NCAA tournament. 
I think yesterday I would have said UConn and nobody else. And, and, you know, it's like, should I rethink that? Have you given a lot of thought to like, once we kind of get to tournament time, like here are the two or three teams and they could be the best teams. That's okay. The two or three teams, maybe you think have the best chance to win. Yeah. It's funny when I think national title is a good place to start because when you go from the day-to-day grind in college basketball, like whatever you see can completely been the narrative that you have in your head and you really need to like go back to the drawing board and pretend like you didn't see UConn lose or pretend that Arkansas didn't go on the road against Texas A&M and win as a double-digit underdog because the regular season games are they're absolutely crazy and I'm not sure they're going to matter once we get down the road so I think this is a really good point if, if you're watching college basketball the last couple of years since the pandemic you've seen North Carolina come out of nowhere go to New Orleans and do the national title thing. Last year, San Diego State, Florida Atlantic, who the hell could have guessed that these teams were going to go? So I spent a good, like, two, three weeks back in, I think it was right before bowls started in December, and I started researching everything I could on Florida Atlantic last year, North Carolina the year before. Is there one thing? Is it, is it experience? Is it the center position? Is it offensive rebounding? I went through all the stat court categories. I went through everything, and I could not find anything that tells me you're going to make a deep run in March Madness until I found one certain aspect that I'm betting hard on for this upcoming March Madness, and that is three-player lineups. So let me go ahead and explain what that is. There are – I think I tweeted this out last night before Houston and Iowa State played, or maybe it was Monday – now, there are three-player combinations. You can look at their efficiencies up and down, offensive, defensive, what they are together. Because essentially, what's, you know, every coach is trying to play their best guys on the floor. They put pieces around them. But you want to know who the top three-man lineups are in the country. And once I applied that, when I backwards engineered that to last year, would you happen to know that like seven of the top three-man lineups in the top 100 were Florida Atlantic, like five were San Diego State, like eight of them the year before went to North Carolina? So if you go by that logic and say, if I just take the most efficient three-man lineups and I say that they're going to be the ones that make the deep run because you're going to have to have those lineups in, in March, it's easy. It's Iowa State. It's Houston. Uh, those are the two that completely come off the top. And I, I bet those two. And TCU. Crazy enough, I think I tweeted this out. 22 of the top 100 three-man lineups belong to Iowa State and Houston right now. And TCU is not that far. So those are three teams right there that have very strong three-man efficiencies, offensively and defensively combined, and three teams that I am betting on for March Madness. That is an incredibly awesome answer from yeah. Colorado. You saw those two teams play the other night, obviously, in like an insane yeah, second Monday. half of scoring. Which in, well, it's a big Monday. It was big for my bankroll also because the game went over I've the total, which is absolutely great. I've never That's... heard anything like that. I It's this gonna I, I don't mean this to like make me sound arrogant like i have famous last words just like i feel like i know a lot of stuff I spent a lot of time working on this stuff i have never in my life heard this angle before and it's awesome it's really good that's that's awesome and that's a great approach like okay these two teams that nobody saw coming could we have seen it come that's like that was a that was awesome that was really cool so Colin, can I can I ask a follow up here? And I know you gave us three teams, and if there isn't another one, that's totally cool. You gave us uh, TCU, Iowa State, and Houston. Was there another one that's maybe like off the beaten path where you're like, ah, well, maybe maybe not like a team that's on anyone's radar right now, but maybe on your radar uh, come March, uh, come Selection Sunday. So you gave us three. Is there another one that kind of stands out to you that might be a little bit off the beaten path? 
I, I mean, there's a couple of out there that have, uh, they're in the top 100 for having a three-man rotation that's highly efficient. But, you know, like Colorado had a couple of three-man rotations, and then they've just lost like every single game the last two weeks. So they're kind of at it. Kansas is coming on very strong. Uh, they look like they're going to be deep enough from the efficiency to, to make a run. And it seems like I'm focusing on, you know, the Big 12. But if you want me to step out and take some real long shots, Indiana State, I think 200 to 1 has a really good long shot aspect from a lineup perspective. Um, you know, Tennessee is out there, but that's not a long shot. As a matter of fact, I, I see like it seems like the bandwagon is jumping on Tennessee. Um, but from a long shot perspective, Indiana State really checks the boxes of everything I just said. Um, you know, Mississippi State kind of checks the boxes out there. Wisconsin checks those, checks those boxes. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I, I think the time to take really long, triple-digit long shots has about come to an end. But from an efficiency perspective with three-man lineups, there is, there is still some very good 50-to-1-plus type teams out there to get. Colin, I know that was kind of an answer designed around like the winner of the tournament. And the answer to this could be Indiana State too, because they would qualify. Do you do you scout at this point or like think about like first round upset teams? Not teams like that you're talking about where it's like, I think this team could be San Diego State and play for the national championship, but maybe it's a team that can win two, three games, be seated really low. You know, obviously yesterday on the show we did like Grand Canyon and Samford and uh, you know, a couple other uh, McNeese State was another one. Like, you know, like they're we're, we're all kind of like starting to, to notice these teams. Do you have a favorite one in that group? Like they're on the 12-13 line you're in? Yeah, I think Dayton is that team for me that I'm going to be hot on in the first round. Uh, they are a team that loves to shoot threes. They'll, they'll fire more threes than anybody in the nation, and they play zero defense. And it kind of reminds me of what we had with Memphis and Florida Atlantic playing each other, I think, what, second round last year, first, second round. And I said, whoever wins this game is going to have, like completely from a matchup perspective, is going to be able to blow through their bracket. Uh, and that's exactly what Florida Atlantic did after they – that game with Memphis might have went to overtime. They were they were so uh, – the, the two teams were almost like each other. But Dayton is a team this year where if they get the right matchup, a team that can't defend the perimeter, a team that doesn't have good offensive rebounding, uh, if they get matched up with a team like that that can't handle a three-point shot or what shot quality would say, a, a, uh, catch, and, uh, a catch and dribble, you know, a dribble three-pointer or a catch and shoot three – then that's going to cause problems for people. So Dayton is definitely one of those teams I think can make a first-round upset. You better, you better hear Nick and Ken on a Wednesday talking college hoops with the great Colin Wilson from the Action Network. Big bets on campus podcast on Twitter at underscore Colin one. Colin, of course, spelled with two L's. Uh, Colin, one of the themes that Ken and I were talking about at hour number one of today's show is how a lot of teams at the top of the odds board right now to win the national championship are teams that have been like dumped on over the years, right? That have had, you know, whether it's P- Purdue, Houston, right? Rick Barnes in Tennessee, like a lot of teams that have not had a ton of tournament success or have had a lot of, of high profile tournament failures. So if I read you a bunch of teams, right? Purdue is plus 650 at MGM, Houston's at nine, Tennessee's at 13, like Bruce Pearl and Auburn are 18. I Auburn went to a final four is there a team and maybe it's Houston based on one of the answers you gave previously that you think could buck some trends this year and make a deep run who would it be and why maybe win the national title Uh, yeah Auburn is one of those teams that I really like it's just the price hasn't been there for me Nick I'm kind of late to the party with with Auburn they have seven lineups in the top 100 uh they're right up there with Iowa State and Houston as far as uh efficiency for offensive and defensive side combined I have a real – and I'll sidetrack from that. The number just hasn't been right for Auburn. If I can get 25 to 1, which, I mean, I'm searching like 20, 30 books for it 
I'm waiting for them to maybe take a loss, maybe something embarrassing, maybe the number will drop a little bit, but I might have to settle for a 20-1. to But that's definitely the team out of there. The, the conference I'm avoiding completely is the Big Ten. And I'll have to go back. I don't have the number right in front of me, but I, I think they're playing like 500 basketball in the last three March Madness tournaments in a row. Like besides Purdue making a deep run once in the last three years, they've been terrible. They've been awful. They've made no rumblings in the final four. They haven't contended for a national title. They're barely getting out of the first round. So I don't know what's going on with big 10 basketball, uh, but I will sample one team out of that conference, which is going to be Wisconsin. And, and that's it. I mean, I am not going to be heavily invested in the big 10 whatsoever. So, Colin, you mentioned you kind of been doing work on all the different college sports. Definitely would love a, a college baseball thought from you maybe in a second. But, like, I kind of tune out on college football once the championship game happens. Like, I don't really do my work until the summer. And I'm really just focused. Like, a couple win totals. I care about who's going to win the national title and bet on that. But this time of year, like, I, I've tuned everything out. Is there something that's happened in the last month or the last few weeks, a piece of news, player movement, coach movement, coordinator movement, something that you think is really interesting from a betting standpoint in college football since, since we've all kind of checked out? Chip Kelly going to be the offensive coordinator at, at Ohio State is a blaring, loud signal for everybody that Ohio State is here to <laughs> do whatever they can, buy their way, play their way, coach their way to a national championship game. I, the fact that they were able to pull that off, to go out and get Chip Kelly, who needed to reset his clock anyways, the fact that they got Caleb Downs, the best player out of the transfer portal from Alabama, to come in and play safety in Jim Knowles' defense. I, I'm not a big – Ohio State seems to let everybody down, but considering the run Michigan just went on, how depleted the roster is going to be, the fact that Harbaugh is not there, which didn't matter much in those final three games, Ohio State is sending a flare out to the rest of the college football world that they are here to win the national title. They've got all the pieces. They, they've definitely they've got the quarterback in Will Howard who would match Chip Kelly's offense to a T. I'm not going to say Heisman yet. Still would like to do a little bit more work there. Um, but the fact that Chip Kelly is so heavy with pre-snap motion, getting as many guys on the line of scrimmage and running the ball, and Ohio State returns probably the best running back stable in all of you know college football – to me, that screams that Ohio State is here to play. Now, I, can they beat Georgia? I don't know. Can anybody beat Georgia? I, Ohio State, for me, definitely is either 1B or number 2 in the nation. I will say, I did love, and I'm a Giants fan who was happy to see him go because I think he like leaks stuff to the media. I kind of liked the hiring of Wink Martindale as Michigan's uh, defensive coordinator going head-to-head with Chip Kelly coming up this season. Colin, let's close with this. About a minute to go. Um, is there anything, and, and Colin's the best at this on Twitter at underscore Colin1. College baseball-wise, are there any bets that our listeners and viewers, and me and Ken, should be making right now in the great sport of college baseball? Well, it's interesting. You have to wait for the pitchers to come out before you bet on Fridays and Saturdays because that's what makes the line go from minus 200 to minus 1,200. It just depends. And so what I'm doing over at Action Network is I'm putting out projections, and you're going to see it come out tomorrow morning. Every weekend there's college baseball. I will project every single starting pitcher uh, matchup from a side and a total perspective, which is probably going to piss a lot of people off that are tough. But I'm going to put off – uh, I'm going to put off sides and totals every weekend. And not only going to say, like, it's this Friday starter versus this Friday starter. Like, I'm going to do Friday versus Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and their opponent. So you'll have every single combination possible, and that way when we know who the starting pitchers are, you'll know if there's huge value on one side. And you're going to have to end up taking some underdogs with some big run lines, like what happened this weekend. I think a couple teams that I need to mention out of the gate here, 
one team that had value. We have, a, the we have 30 seconds left. That, Only about 30 seconds left. Okay. Okay, so I think the team that people might want to go by is North Carolina. They threw two true freshman pitchers this past weekend. I know it was Wagner. I know it was the neck. But Folger, Boaz, and Olin Johnson were fantastic for North Carolina as true freshman pitchers. They are definitely next up on the list in the Futures Department. I literally, I told Ken like three months ago to watch out for Olin Johnson in North Carolina. He didn't believe me. How about me. the jersey? And, no no one wants to see any of our nipples or any no. any see-through in any of these fanatics jerseys no. colin i was going to ask you about the main event tonight one of wrestlemania but unfortunately my friend we've run out of time which means we'll do that we'll need to do this again real soon big bets on campus action network on twitter at underscore colin one my friend we love you we appreciate you good luck with the bet stay well we'll talk to you soon love you guys thank you what a what a guy! How about that? Uh, we'll do a little bit more on that angle that he had coming up on the yeah. other side. Some more college basketball futures talk as well. We'll be right back with you. Better you bet. Presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.